0: This is Love Letters, podcast where we present the Sermon of the Week. The sermon for this week is John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11. And in our text, Jesus changes water into wine. This is his first miracle. And a miracle that is not widely pronounced it is not seen by everyone it is a miracle for his disciples his mother is there she sees this miracle as well it is plain to those who go and get the water to fill the stone jars but we need to remember that the uh, disciples that he has with him, they're pretty new. He had just found them and called them to come follow him. If we look at the end of chapter one, which I want to share some of that with you. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. Speaking of John the Baptist. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. It was about the 10th hour. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon And tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. The next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael. Philip found Nathaniel, and told him, "We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote: Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth. Can anything good come from there?" Nathaniel asked. "Come and see," said Philip. Then Jesus saw, when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me, Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. And this really excites Nathaniel. Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. And Jesus replies, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. And he adds, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. And then the day after that, these brand new disciples who had heard Jesus teach for just a little while, they go with Jesus to a wedding. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. So this is where it starts. And Jesus' mother was in the know, perhaps involved because of the family. Maybe it was a friend of the of Mary's or some kind of relative. And she knew. They were running out of wine. And she tells this to Jesus, expecting him to do something. And he talks to her saying, my time has not yet come. He answers her as her Lord and not as her son. And meaning her no disrespect. But she she knew this time would come. His earthly ministry had begun. When he was baptized in the Jordan by John, his ministry had begun. And that was his focus. So she tells the servants, do whatever he tells you to do. And she puts her full trust in him, well, as she should have. All of this gets explained in the sermon. And the habit at these weddings was to serve the best wine first and then after the senses and the palate has had the best and then you serve the cheaper wine and you don't notice that it's cheaper because you've already tasted the best so you keep the best for first and then the cheaper wine for later and these weddings went on sometimes for a week this family however most theologians feel was poor so the wedding was probably a day or two and then the family was most likely on a budget so for whatever reason they were running out of wine and they ran out of wine and jesus intervenes to save the the uh, groom from embarrassment. It would have been just a very embarrassing thing if he had run out of wine for his guests. And Jesus changes the water in those stone jars into wine. It is tasted, and then the master of the banquet says, this is the best. How come you have, he asked the The uh, groom, why have you saved the best for last when most people serve the best? Of course, the groom has no idea any of this is going on. He thought he had served his best. And in his mind, he doesn't quite understand. And he has no real idea that he has received such a wonderful wedding gift from Jesus. And Jesus here in this way is revealing his glory to his disciples. That his teaching has changed their hearts and their lives and given them faith. And now they have a glimpse of his divine glory. And they're saying, this is the Messiah the Holy One we have waited for, that we have heard about through the writings of Moses. And they were rejoicing in him. So I'm going to limit my comments to that. And I hope you enjoy the sermon. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word of God for our consideration today is found in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 2. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Jesus' father was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw them, draw them out and take it to the master of the banquet. So they, so <clears throat> they did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine they did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have served, have saved the best until now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed in Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. Most likely all of us have been to weddings, and most likely we haven't had to be concerned about the wine running out, or any of the other drinks that the bride and the groom have to serve. The people at this wedding were not very wealthy. And it was a custom in that culture at that time that the wedding was going to last for a couple of days. And the usual drink was grape wine. And it would be a huge embarrassment if there wasn't enough. That was the common drink. So there had to be enough. And everybody expected that there would be enough. So it would be an embarrassment to the groom if there wasn't enough. Jesus didn't want this young groom to be embarrassed. And he didn't want to have the entire group of people there know what he was about to do. So he was going to help him out. But There was a whole reason for this. In this, he was going to reveal his glory. And this was for the sake of his disciples, mainly. So that in this way, they could behold the glory of the Lord. That's because miracles reveal his glory, but his word salvation this is what God wanted to have happen that day at that particular wedding it was no accident that Jesus was there and whether they came to that wedding last minute or they were intentionally invited we're not sure Most likely, the budget was tight. And they had planned on just enough of everything. So there was supposed to be just enough wine. But for some reason, and we don't know why, the wine ran out. The first person to notice it was Jesus' mother. And she came to him before it ran out and said, there's no more wine. But actually, there still was some. But it wasn't his time to help yet. So he speaks to her as her Lord and not her son, and that's what we see in this reply Dear woman, why do you involve me? We would expect him to say, Mother, but that's not what he says, he speaks to her as her Lord. Dear woman, why do you involve me? My time has not yet come. Well, what time would there be? He was waiting for the wine to run completely out. So that at that moment, when there absolutely was no more wine, he would would help out. so Mary told the servants whatever my son tells you to do that's what you should do she had great trust and faith in him that whatever what happened whatever he would say would be the right thing she had she was expecting that he was going to do a miracle of some kind so he brought a group of his disciples with not all of them but just a few of them the few who had been with him there were a few that were with him doing other things And they came to this wedding enjoying themselves. And then all at once, he tells the servants to go and get the stone jars for drawing water. And these stone jars can hold 20 to 30 gallons of water each which can make quite a bit of wine. So they go and they, they bring the water. But what we don't see, we don't see him wave his hand over the wine. We don't see him do anything Miraculous. But we know that Jesus being God makes this wine, makes this water into wine. So somewhere in here, in this process, this water a little bit is dipped out at his command and taken to the master of the banquet. And that water is tasted. And what do they find? That this is the best wine that they've tasted at that time. And the master of the banquet wants to know, why did you keep the best till now? Why did you keep the best till now? Most people, they serve the cheap wine first. But now... You're bringing out the very best. So, that water, somewhere along the way, was turned into wine by Jesus. This was a miracle that he really kept private. He didn't tell very many people about it. It was really for his disciples, so that they could see his glory. His mother knew about it, These servants knew about it, but not too many other people. The wedding guests didn't know about it, and that embarrassment was saved for that groom, And he didn't even know about the miracle that had taken place. But look at what happens for these disciples who had heard Jesus preach over and over and over again. And they had put their faith in him. Knowing that Jesus Christ is God. Knowing Everything that they heard him say is true. Now this is a minor miracle. This isn't raising the dead. This isn't healing someone. This is turning water into wine. But yet, they put their faith in him. His disciples remember this. How important this is. This, the first of his miraculous signs, <clears throat> Jesus performed in Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. How important that is. You think about everything that they had heard him Teach. the word the word gives salvation think about everything Jesus had taught them saint paul teaches in romans 10:17 consequently faith comes from hearing The message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. How important that is. Your faith comes through the message. Not through miracles. Miracles prove that Jesus is who he says he is. But your faith comes from hearing the message. Jesus spent a lot of time teaching them. Spent a lot of time in the temple teaching them. A lot of time individually in the night teaching them. And that's what gave them their faith. He taught them. And they had this wonderful faith in Jesus Christ. And now their faith has made that much stronger because now they see this miracle we have the privilege of hearing god's word taught all the time we read our bibles we sit literally at the feet of jesus every time we open our bible Every time we go to a Bible class, every time we go to Sunday school, and you're at the feet of your Sunday school teacher, you're hearing Christ teach you. Because God's Word is being taught. And we rejoice in that. Faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the Word of Christ. And that starts faith and that builds faith and we need that his word gives salvation eternal life through faith in him this is the same Jesus that died on the cross to take away our sins and to give us eternal life this is the same Jesus who on this day at a wedding cared so much about the embarrassment of a wedding room and did a little miracle so there would be enough wine but he also wanted most importantly for his disciples to see through that same miracle that he's God the Same disciples who heard him teach over and over and over and over. The word gives salvation. And once in a while, God lets us see a glimpse of one of his miracles. Something small. And rejoice when you get to see that. But every day, we get to hear His Word. We get to hear Him teach. We get to stand before His cross and know that our sins are taken away, that we have eternal life, that we are going to heaven. And this is what God has done for us. Rejoice that we live by God's grace through faith in Him. And when He gives us a little glimpse of His glory from time to time, rejoice that He reminds us that He is Almighty God. To Him be honor, glory, and praise. Amen.